Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Woodbird Theater. We now present Off Book. Off Hi, hello. Hi, hello there. Welcome hi. to a normal episode of Off Book, the Improvised Musical Podcast with Zach and Jess. That one's Jessica McKenna. That one's Zach Reno. Yes, welcome to an industry standard. <laughs> Just dropped. It's, never, it's fine. We're always Were you setting things. a timer on your phone? Yes, of course I was setting a timer on my phone. And then you dropped it. And then I dropped it. Yeah. We've all been there. Okay. So listen, you know... um, we got, we have, there's a, there's a surge for COVID. We got a, I have. <laughs> Omi's, Omi's not here here, but Omi is making it so that out of an abundance of caution, we are not bringing ourselves and the band into a room together today. And what that means, lucky for you, is that we get to answer all your burning questions that you have. So really no, it's yes, a good just, thing that we're surging. If I could just make this bug a feature, yeah. it's very exciting that we get to do a non-musical Q&A episode. Um, it does mean course, that the, the band is not here. So those of you that yes. ask questions for the band, we'll answer them in what we what we say is 100% right. Uh, we'll, we'll do the best we can with those or we'll not do it. And there was over 100 of them questions. Thank that you is. so much. And shout out to Sean Matthew Leary for putting them together for us. So actually, we'll also keep a, keep tabs on some of these and they might come up in fan band episodes in the future. Yes, for sure. That will happen. Um, yeah. And then I don't yeah, and then that's it. I think we'll have an announcement re our last live show. Let us do it now. Our, our 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 last live show that we did at Dynasty Typewriter with Carl Tart and Drew Tarver um, is going to be up on Off Book Clubhouse for all the members of that site of either tier. And if you're not a member, you can buy it for five bucks. And let's say that's going to be there now. <laughs> if you go there Whoa, now, it Zach. Will, I know. I just gave future Zach a job to do. Hey everyone, Future Zach here, just cutting in real quick. The video is live. It is also hard to find. It is at offbookclubhouse.com slash posts. That's offbookclubhouse.com slash posts. There's a little link right under the big red square that will say buy it now where you can get the video with no subscription. Okay, pass Zach and Jess as you were. So for both um, both tiers of Sleepy Babies, this will be... Uh 
our gift to you. And um, yeah, you can buy it all a cart. It was a very fun and silly show. Thank you for those who were able to come out and see it live. Um, I think we will. Um, yeah, we will have it there. So it it's, is for you. It's there. <laughs> um, so this is the one where we answer questions and don't sing. Uh, yeah. And the band's not here because we gave them the day off. Let's just. Yeah. Cause, cause that, it's, it's a lot to edit on a quick turnaround for Brett and this was easier and safer, you know, well, let's dive right into it. Shall let's we dive right in question one comes from Katie Martin on Facebook. I hope I got your last night name, right? The question is how do Brett and Scott manage to play the same chords? Did they create a chord progression ahead of time or does one person pick a key while the other jams along hoping for the best or are they simply telepathic? We know well, exactly Zach. the answer to that question because <laughs> they're both here. <laughs> Suck. Do you know that Sean Matthew very sweetly put a tab together where he took the questions that are not necessarily fan band questions out of this so that we could. Oh, the suggested one. I was in the wrong thing in the doc. (laughs) I thought I was on the suggested questions. Sean Matthew is out there filtering what gets to us, censoring you and your questions. No, Although no. that one, I think we can sort of kind of answer. We can, they but it do feels not very make, funny yeah. to start with a question that we can't answer. Can. I mean, we can answer, but like basically Scott, because he's more so has been the musical director of Off Book for years, is leading more songs more often than Brett. Also because Brett is sometimes keeping like an eye on levels and everything like that. And they usually have like little nods and signals for when Brett is going to lead a song, in which case Scott can see where his hands are going on the neck of the guitar and Scott knows enough about a guitar to know, oh, that's a G or what have you. And then also um, Scott will sometimes give hand signals of what the chord progression is. Once Brett can hear what the starting chord is, he might throw up a one or a three or a five, but there's no pre-discussion. None of it's planned. Man, it would be so much work for them to do it in advance. So they don't. They don't. Now, I've picked a perfect question to start with, Jess. I'll let you take the <laughs> I'm next so one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. I was just like, that is hilarious behavior. <laughs> no, I do see that there are two tabs, but uh, I was on the wrong one. Which is quite all right. Um, also, you know, we can go in any order. That's like, here right. you go. Zach, how, how's Animal Crossing 2.0 treating you? Do you have Happy Home Paradise? That question comes from Nerdy That Marie question Mandy comes on from Twitter. T- on Twitter. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously I have happy home paradise. Uh, have I spent a lot of time with it? Yes. Recently, not so much. I'm enjoying animal crossing a lot. I am now at the point where I've put so much time into it that like I check in on those guys every once in a while. They're fine. It's probably been a couple months since I've, since you've played it all. Yeah. 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 Wow. You come, are you, you playing go. anything? A, are you, are you playing anything new right now? Um, are you, know, you gaming at all? Yeah, I was. Ugh, that's such a good question. And the answer Thanks. is always obviously because I'm such like a hardcore gamer and I'm really in there <laughs> to get my KD ratios up and just have like all the post numbers 24 mm-hmm. seven. Um, there was an expansion to a puzzle game. Puzzle is sort of reductive. It's called Outer Wilds, which is like you're flying around and you basically are trying to discover why the solar system blows up every 29 minutes. Whoa. And like the longer you play it, the more you sort of like unravel this mystery. That game came out years in, uh, I I don't know, in the 2000s, but not the 2020s. The 2010s, I think. And it was really good and it was really great and I finished it. They released an expansion, which is another game hidden inside that game, which is a totally different mystery. And I've been playing that 
uh, and it's it's called Echoes of the Eye, and it's it's great. I'm enjoying that. How about you? I know you're gaming all the time. What are all you crushing only, right now? The only game I'm crushing right now is Wordle. Zach, Wordle, what, great. what was your Wordle score today? Two. Are you No, serious? sorry. Three. Three. Three but to still. Two six. Yeah, I got lucky. I mixed up my first That's word a- and got uh, got one green and then built around it because it was a weird place to have that letter. Oh, I think I know what. Was it the third letter? No, it was the fifth letter. Oh yeah, that's still pretty indicative. It was a weird, but yeah. still, you had to take a big swing today. Um, this won't give anything away because this wordle is done. But there was a double vowel. It was a double in a, vowel in a way that I feel like I haven't seen yet. Yeah, and two two O's. The word was ro- the word was robot. Robot. And, and I think what was my guess? Wordle is great for those of you that haven't played it. It's like because we were playing New York Times Spelling Bee for a yes. long time now, which is great. But the problem with New York Times Spelling Bee is that it can just suck up so much time. And if you're like me, you get fixated on if you don't get genius and you're like, well, we're always trying to get genius. You've gotten always, queen B a couple of times, which is absurd. Yeah. Thank to me. you. For those of you who don't know, queen B is when you get every single word in the puzzle. So I started with scion today. Whoa. S C I O N shout out final fantasy 14. Doesn't that mean nothing to you? But like, I was like, That's- okay, this is a good word. Got two vowels, got an S and an N, both very common. Yes. Your hot tip to me was start with audio. Great, yeah. great start. So many vowels in there. Thank you. I've been, I've been starting um, strong with audio. So I went audio, phone, bolts. I like don't like that was very helpful to get that B, but uh, I can't remember why, but I really wanted to burn a lot of consonants. So L, T and S. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed to switch up my O placement, but there's no indicator that there's two O's. No. Like, so once you like, you so truly you have would to have to take put a in swing. two O's and have them both be yellow. Yeah. So I, yeah. Audio phone bolts robot. So I had, so I got it four. that's great. I got Scion and then Gator. And when Gator came in, I had T, I had O in the right place and T and R yellow. And at that point I was like, there are not many ways that these letters can all fit around. So I was really beating my head against the wall because I couldn't even find a word to pick that Mm -hmm. was until I was like, oh, there's got to be two O's. Now here's, here's a question. Mm. I don't remember if I know the answer. Zach, you ever, you ever burn in a turn? You're yeah, burning I'll, a turn. Yeah, I'll burn. Yeah. Now, now, this is sort of advanced maneuver for those of you Wordle fans out there. That's when you have some letters locked in and you don't use them at all to get through some other letters that you might be in there. But it's when you're up against the clock. And you're like, you know what? I just need a bunch of these main consonants off my board. Have you so ever, I'm going to burn a turn. You ever burned on turn five like a psychopath? Dang, dude, I think one time I had to because wow. I was so lost. Like I was wow. so, my, my, my grid was so gray. I had to just get some letters on the board. That's great. When your grid is gray, sometimes you got to burn a turn. <laughs> <laughs> your grid's gray, you got to burn a turn. Well, listen, in this house and this other house where Jessica lives, we like Wordle. It's great. It's over. Um, you get six guesses and then you're done. That's the game I'm playing. Okay. Um, oh, here's a you question. You want to pick a question? Yeah, for you, since you gave me the Animal Crossing one. Uh, how does Jess feel about being on Star Trek? And did that come about through Tawny <laughs> off book? Uh, that question comes from Twitter at STP underscore podcast. 
Um, I would say I love being on Star Trek Lower Decks. I would say the it's connection. It's great, by the way. Congratulations on season four renewal. Thank you. Um, I would say that the... <laughs> It falls into this short list of things that is uh, a little wasted on me and would be better for Zach, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is that like, I think it's very cool. And I think the show is really fun and everybody who works on it is a delight. Um, and obviously I love Tani. I've never seen Tani, you know, we record in isolation, although I was at the initial read through, they had me just fill in roles once like the main cast had been cast and they were reading out loud for the network. And how did, they, and how did that happen? <laughs> like, who did you know that, that made her- I, truly think they were just in conversation with the casting directors of like just VO casting directors who had maybe brought me in for some other things before, but there were a few like UCB writing types on the staff that when they were like coming up with their list of names of people who could even just for that day be filler, they were just like, I think my name came up as someone who could do a couple different roles. Then they ended up letting me do the role the main role, the main character that I play on Lower Deck is Ensign Barnes. And I read that part at that read through and they're like, oh, you can just do that part. Well, and then they have no, since- Ensign Barnes is a non-symbiotically paired trill. That's right. And I definitely would have known and, that. And Jessica <laughs> like, knows that. It's okay. Continue. <laughs> I sort of knew that. Um, yes. Uh, that's a very fun show. And the writers are... Um, I think that some UCB connections helped me. Yeah. I mean, there's like, that cast is just like stacked with the funniest people. Paul Shears on it. PFT is, is a reoccurring role on it. It's a great show. If you haven't, even if you don't watch Star Trek, if you have access to Paramount Plus, highly recommend Star Trek Lower Decks. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Tawny is obviously wonderful. Jack Quaid, yeah. also wonderful. Um, yes. All of that is true. It's very fun to just be like one-off aliens too. Um, Even though you like, hate aliens. Yeah, that's I'll true. come out and say it. Don't well, I don't aliens. hate aliens. I mean, I'm afraid of aliens and you can make the argument that everything we yeah. hate, we fear and fear everything we hatred. fear, we hate. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they do scare me. Hey, Zach, are you watching Book of Boba Fett? Yes. It's so freaking boring, huh? And I'm caught up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I paused it last night and turned to Morgan and said, I'm sorry. I think this show might suck. And I have been, I like Star Wars. I have watched every bit of new. No, that's not true. I I haven't watched the animated, but. Yeah, sure. You're not, you're not deep into the Clone Wars. No, I'm not. I'm not, to be fair. But I will, I will say, neither am I. But I, I, you and I have both watched all the mainline Star Wars movies and properties. Like we watched Mandalorian. Yes. Yes. I will say this. After we finished the episode last night, Nicole turned to me and was like, well, that was just fun with a bunch of Muppets, huh? <laughs> I was like, so, yeah. oh my gosh. Th- thank you, Nicole. That I had like, I was like, okay, I know they're trying to like tell a crime story, but they're also trying to tell like a backstory and they can't pick a lane. And the division of timeline is like so confusing, not confusing, like the choice to divide it. So, uh, so significantly is confusing to it, me. It feels I like can- they don't, it feels like it is a, one one episode is like two mini stories yes. that each and get about not, 10 minutes of time. And, and they do not yeah. feel connected enough to each other. And also, okay, so then you're going to have this scene that feels like it's supposed to be mapping some of the great crime dramas, some Scorsese, some Sopranos, and you cannot read any facial cues because they are in heavily prosthetic characters. I'm like, I'm all for making sure that these people 
and creatures look different, but the prosthetics are so thick that I'm like, what would be great about this scene is if I could pick up on subtle glances, power alliances. It's also so crazy because what we're specifically comparing it to is the Mandalorian, a show in which you did not see the main character's face 99% of the time. And they still managed to make it like extremely compelling. I think you're, I think the split timeline stuff is hurting them in terms of telling a, uh, like I, as a, you know, I, I'd say mid-level Star Wars nerd, low, low to mid-level Star Wars nerd. Like I like seeing, I like seeing the, the Tuscan Raiders in the Mandalorian and I yes. like seeing them here. I think that's yes. all super interesting. The whole, like how to be the person that runs Jabba's palace, but also be a good guy and doing it is sort of like a lukewarm lane. I agree. It's but not, I do it's, love all the Muppets and I do love all the robots. And that's basically all I want is for like Matt a, Barry as a robot to be like, there you was should a, kill this man. <laughs> there was a great new droid last night. We love that, the rat catcher droid. That was great. That droid, I, I said, I'm in, I literally said out loud, I'm enjoying this. Yes. Because I think I had been so freaking bored. I was like, this is so <laughs> dull. Like, why would yeah, it's just Who's so the dull. actor playing Boba Fett? I forget his name. Um, and I don't think, I think he, he is compelling. I don't think it's his fault, but the dialogue is so sparse. It's like and not he, great. Yeah. It's not great. I, I, I was like, the second Morgan, episode I really liked the first one. I was yes, like, I'll keep watching. Same. Morgan turned to me. He was like, my favorite part of the show is about is how quiet it is. Like it's so <laughs> long between lines. <laughs> You know what, though? Like, basically what I'm here, this is, the more Star Wars properties we get, the more they become someone's Star Wars fan fiction. This particular one is like, what if Boba Fett fed the Bantha and, like, was good friends with the big fluffy horse? And I, like, I understand that. I like that. It is a different experience than The Mandalorian, which was, like, a pretty gripping narrative in a way that this one is just not. And also, listen, there's still, The Mandalorian is still a genre story within a genre it is still like a western within the sci-fi uh fairy tale so they're trying to do a crime story they're trying to do the same like um pattern of let's paint a different genre within the star wars world because the star wars star wars itself is so vast we can tell different types of stories but they're also trying to tell like some sort of origin story at the same time and the split focus is not compelling i think it's so funny because like boba fett as he exists in the original Star Wars trilogy is a guy with a jetpack that falls into yes. a Sarlacc pit and that is it. Yes. Like, and then everyone was like so <laughs> into jetpack guy. That right. We like, and his figure. We've we got to know yeah. more about jetpack guy. And like right. jetpack guy became what they wanted Jar Jar Binks to be. Um, and to be fair, I found Boba Fett very compelling when he appeared in the Mandalorian. I was like, cool. Yes, I'll see great. more of he's this. Great in the Mandalorian. Yes. I love that guy that but, wears. Yes. He's so, it's so sparse and weird. And we do not care about, we do not care about a crime syndicate. If you're not going to make us care about a crime syndicate, especially if you're not going to do crime, which it seems like they're not, yes, they're doing like, they're like doing like Disney guy. plus crime syndicate. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is a little bit of an issue. There's um, no stakes. You know what the most thrilling potential storyline in this, book of Boba Fett is for me is 
the Rancor, who we barely even saw this day. It's like Danny, yeah, Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo, Rancor. Rancor trainer. Like, yes, the big horrible mall. Let's train a, let's just do the Rancor yeah. show. Book of Rancor, baby. Sure. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, a creature feature would be, would be welcome for sure. Yes. Yeah. I just, I will obviously finish it. And if people are, like you said, it is like, it is nice to use Star Wars as an umbrella tapestry and any, and if a story is compelling to you, that's great. But this one for me, I'm like, this is dull, baby. It is dull. It is slow and it's kind of low stakes. Uh, Yeah. There's moments that I really like. I'm with you. I like the Mandalorian more. I will also watch every episode of this show. Yeah. Maybe it'll turn around. I'm also watching The Expanse right now for the first time. There's like six seasons of it on Amazon Prime. Also starts slow, but then gets just like so wild. It's also that I know it's only seven episodes and like, and that maybe it's going to be a standalone that I'm a little like, if you're not moving any faster than this, I'm never going to know what you're, what's you're up to. What are we doing? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, we can answer some more questions. Yeah, we um, can sort of rapid fire through some of these. This is from Instagram on how it be Johnny V. Uh, which is harder, starting a long form narrative mm. out of the blue or wrapping it up nicely at the end? In other words, the first five or the last five? Last five last is five. harder. <laughs> Way harder. The beginning, we just do whatever. We just throw stuff around. Yeah, hoping like, that at the end we'll have figured it out. Every once in a while, you'll be like, wait, why is Scott playing now? What what should we pull? Or I'll feel like we've exhausted the comedic premise that we were just talking about, and I'll mm. have to like make some sort of wild stab. Right. If we've played the game in the talking about it, it's hard yeah. to then do a song that is the exact same game. But that doesn't happen as often as I'm like, we really need to wrap this up in two minutes, and <laughs> um, we have got to go. And yes. let me try to remember... What is the most important thing to pay off? Oh, yeah. The last five is definitely harder. Um, and how many hats does Jess own? That was the from- one I actually meant to ask you, but read the wrong one. But they're both great questions. How many hats does Jess own? From Instagram, Patty LB. Um, a lot. I mean, I could pause and go count. Uh, should I pause and go count? No, you should. You know what? In the break. In the break, okay, you we'll should take pause a break. and go count. We'll take okay. back to that. Great. Uh, okay, this question is coming from... <laughs> this, is, this is a wild question. It's from uh, Ori Valeri on Facebook. If you were to describe each other as if it was a character breakdown on a casting call, what would it <sighs> say? Wow. Now, this is interesting because you and I have written enough projects together that we do occasionally write character descriptions for ourselves that are yes. meant... And they often end up being incredibly, <laughs> incredibly similar. Yes. Um, also, like, uh, boy. Okay. Um, mm. uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to sort of like brain cloud this. And this is a safe space. I've decided that you can't be mad. <laughs> I can't. I don't I know what I would say that would make you mad. Well, I was also like, geez, they usually sometimes, I mean, actually not that often and less and less. And usually it's more commercially that, um, the look is also a part of it. Right. So I'm going to avoid not, look. Let's not give physical descriptions. I mean, I had enough commercial auditions, but it was like real to character, which is by the way, like commercial casting company's way of saying like, they're not a model. Just I had bring a, in a real looking yeah, dude. I had a, uh, I, the like pretty, but not pretty. Um, it's like commercial, it's a wild world. Ex- Excessively, excessively good looking was my favorite. <laughs> that was, you know, hot, but you could date her. Not not hot. We would just be like you. You will be like, oh, nice. 
is the, is the emotion that I, yeah but always like you would never be afraid to ask for her number was like um, the description where they're trying to say eh. uh seeking uh quick thinking shoot from the hip optimist <laughs> uh with more enthusiasm than planning <laughs> uh yeah that's pretty good loves uh hats <laughs> You know how they, you know how they give a thing a character loves yeah. real good in a breakdown. Okay, uh, let's see. I would say, um, uh, uh, cheeky confidence, barreling boldly right to the edge of cockiness before walking it back with love and grace. <laughs> um, wow, put it on my tombstone. <laughs> Those are both more interesting than any character description that has ever. Wait, been. wait, I'm not done. I'm oh, not sorry. Done. Yes, loves. Cats. Loves cats. We, <laughs> on this pod, we love cats and we love hats. Here's a quick one we're going to dive into right before we take a break. This comes from Twitter at Nora Murakawa. Thank you, Nora. FMK, Fritos, Cheetos, Doritos. Oh, damn, that's good. Thank you for this. Okay. Um, Fritos, Cheetos, Doritos. Yeah, I think I actually know this one. No problem. Okay. I'm gonna F Doritos, mm-hmm. marry Cheetos, kill Fritos, buy Fritos. Do you not? Okay, that's interesting. I like Fritos, but not on the same level that I like Cheetos and Doritos. I don't like Cheetos. Okay, really? My real hang up is that the only one I love is Doritos, and I'm trying to decide. Is one, my love one passion at night or forever? Yeah, is it passion <laughs> or is it love? I think it's love. I think Cool Ranch Doritos are something I can trace liking my entire life. So actually, maybe I'd want one night of passion if it could be Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Okay. Because that's pretty And fun. I think it can. I think it's all of them. In that case, I marry Doritos, F Cheetos, kill Fritos. But Fritos have a special place in my heart for a specific... Um, stew type dip my mom makes at Christmas that we eat with Fritos. Like there's a very reliable Frito moment in my life. Absolutely. First of all, Trader Joe's had like an incredible Frito knockoff for a Mm. while. That That Elote one? Yes. Those Elote chips were were rad. Um, They might still have it. I don't know. Um, But as a standalone, I agree with you. I think once you start introducing like we're dipping these chips in something, it becomes a whole different game. That's true. Because Frito like even Doritos, I would pref- I prefer like a plain tortilla chip if I'm dipping 100%. a chip into something. 100%. I'm not a psychopath dipping Cool Ranch Doritos into Pico de Gallo. Like, Can you imagine? We, wait, 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 wait. Can you imagine dipping Cool Ranch Doritos in hummus? I fuck with that. That'd be kind of good. Yeah, maybe. I'd eat that. We're gonna think about this for a while. We'll be right back. <laughs> I'm gonna count some hats. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, are we back? And we back. And we back, and we back. I'm gonna this guess. is your intro, this is the entree. Okay. I'm going to guess how many hats I think Jess has. Um, Do you want to know... Um, so I have, I, I counted all type of like snapback, ball cap, flat bill. And then I have like beanies and wide brim hats. I think those count. You'd like to count those? Yeah. Those are hats. Okay. Yeah. What else okay. would you call them? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I know that's not really the question being asked. Do you have like an insane amount of beanies and wide brimmed hats? No. Then I think they, I think they factor in fine. Proportionally, okay. they count as, as one of the numbers. Okay. Okay. I think you have 17 hats. I have 31 hats. Oh my God. I was so wrong. I was so, I was almost like, I'm going to guess 24. And I was like, that's too high. You have 31 hats. Um, yeah, I have specifically 24 like ball cap type hats. Yes, I could have told you that that was the mat. That was yeah. far and away. Then I have two beanies. Although now I'm thinking I actually forgot about our matching penguin beanie. So I have you have three knees. three beanies. So mm-hmm. I actually might have 32 hats. Okay. Um. So 24 ball caps or snapbacks or you know a brim. The Baskin Robbins plus one of hats. <laughs> yeah. And then three beanies. And then I believe I have uh. So that takes us to 27. And, and then I have. Enough. And that's just math. And then I have um, three brimmed hats, 30, one straw hat, 31, and one um, like buckety safari hat, 32. Okay. That's a great hat breakdown. Yeah, I have a lot of hats. And I do cull them. Like I try to, when I clean out my closet, I try to go through and get rid of hats I'm not wearing. This is after the war. These are the hats that made it back. Well, and then now they start to like have nostalgia, you know, but I have, um, from Pinterest, uh, uh, saw that this, this little hack of you get, um, a clothes hanger. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar. Bless you. Bless you again. Will there be three? No. No. And you put, um, shower curtain rings on them, uh, on like the pole. And then then you you just put put a bunch of hats on one hanger. Mm-hmm. Wow. So most of them are on a hanger. So the fact that they don't take up like a giant footprint in my life allows me to have more hats. And now people know I love hats and they give me hats and I, I like them. What am I going to say? No You have hats? the John Gabriel's weed problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you made a hat podcast, you'd be in trouble. You need to call exactly. for your hats. Um, how many cats do you have? Let I me have, guess. I have three. three. Hard <laughs> cap. 
We are, we are all cats. full up. Occasionally, my wife will send me, we'll send each other pictures of just good cats that we see at the Pasadena Humane Society Aww. or at a Santador uh, shelter around here. And I'll be like, should we get it? And then we'll both go, no, because <laughs> we can't, <laughs> we can't have any more. They already run my life. I have three. Their names are Magellan, who's a big fluffy orange guy. Boo, who's like a little gray tabby lady, and Smoggy, who's a little black um, monster. <laughs> who I love them all very much. Oh boy, you got a question? Um, um there's a lot of good ones. Ask um, one of the good ones. Uh, okay. What do you think would make a great musical, but most people would not? That's from Instagram from Alex Inacropi. Also, sometimes when it's one, I'm like, is, yeah, Al. I mean, it could or be it could be Alex. It could be, yeah, Alex Cinecropy. Cine- That's probably where the break goes. Yeah. We Thank you, that. Alex. Um, what do you think would make a great musical, but most people would not? Hmm. Probably The um, Expanse, right? Probably big space drama. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hard. Probably. Big space drama. Yeah, it's hard with anything. I mean... They have tried a couple times, right? Like there is a Lord of the Rings musical. They have tried to, without any sort of like wink towards the humor inherent in what they are doing, put something silly. They do a silly one and they don't realize that that's what they're doing, right? Like, right. Like you can't do a Lord of the Rings stage musical and not have it be silly by virtue of the fact that you're... I mean, you can, but why? I think that there's maybe, like, that story's too expansive. I think there's maybe, like, a cool storytelling-y, bluegrassy, folksy music version of The Hobbit or, like, Celtic music. Like, I was going to say, The Hobbit feels like it would be a great stage musical. Yeah, and I think you could play it kind of seriously, but... Um, yeah, a big, a big Smaug dragon puppet at the end yeah, there? It'd be great. Yeah. I'm also, like, there's, like, that aesthetic that's very, like, stripped down where it's, like, you know, the ensemble makes all of the settings with like rope and twine and mm-hmm. everybody's playing a fiddle that I think you could tell it almost like a, um, an oral tradition, little musical, like the, um, uh, I feel like that could maybe work. Uh, but I, would oh, like- I used to mm-hmm. in, in college, I thought about pitching a few times to like the student theater groups that would self-produce plays. Um, and an acapella adaptation musical of Doug. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, wait, you've read the Phantom Tollbooth, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be a great music. That is that is like a story full of sort of like spectacle and whimsy in a way that musicals uh, play into well. That would definitely make a good musical. It probably already exists. It's oh, already a children's already. theater play we did it at my high school. Oh. But I don't but it would be a great musical. Okay. Um The White Lotus. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine the t- the song those two mean teens would sing? Oh my gosh, those teens. Those teens would destroy me. I've watched only the pilot of White Lotus. Oh. That's right. I forgot. I love to watch the pilots of of great shows and then not continue to watch them. (laughs) Oh, man. White Lotus is really good. It stressed me out, dude. Yeah, I get that. That's fair. Um... What is your, okay, we've answered a version of this question before, but uh, this question is from uh, Twitter at 
Ringo Penny Lane, they ask. What is your favorite musical by Sondheim, Lloyd Webber, Schwartz, and from the Golden Age? P.S. As someone who adores Cats the Musical, your love of Cats warms my heart. Cats 2 was brilliant. Uh, someone else asked, will we do Cats 3? I forget where that question came from. Will we do Cats 3? Probably not, because the way that we did Cats 2 was sort of built into the fact that we were still recording at Earwolf and we had a bunch of other people coming in all the time to do yeah. stuff. It'd be much harder for us, especially now, to get a bunch of other people to come in to do a four-minute song. Sort of a big ask. Yeah. Um uh okay, Sondheim. Do you want to do you want to go um like snake style like instead of us each saying all four of ours, we each say each of our in a category. Yeah, correct. And I'll start with yours. Your favorite Sondheim musical is Company. Yeah, your favorite Sondheim musical is Into the Woods. Yeah, that's correct. Although Company is a is a close second, uh, and I think Company might be better. <laughs> They're both I think, great, and I, I think, I think Into the, the Woods is my second favorite. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Lloyd Webber. Whew. For music, cats. For story, uh, also cats. But if, if we wanted to do an actual story, probably Phantom. I really like Phantom. I, I like Phantom and, um, but also I really like, I really like Jesus Christ Superstar. I'm like, I know, I'm still not super familiar with Jesus Christ that Superstar. Music, that music, that music is really good. It's very rocking. Yeah. Why should you want to know? I mean, like Judas's parts too, the, the like, uh, yeah. vocals are, are sort of astounding. Um, so it's probably Jesus Christ superstar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Now, also that was played a lot in my house. Yeah. And that, that's phantom for me. Like I list like, the think of me, think of me, is like such a beautiful song. Mm -hmm. Music of the night, like the music in yeah. Phantom, but not even just the melody lines. Like the scoring of Phantom is mm -hmm. insane. It was uh, also played in my house a lot and scared me. It's scary. It's yeah. uh, it's also da, very funny. Dun 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 dun. It's yeah, like a, a great theme. Yeah. Uh, I really like the parts of Phantom where the Phantom is writing like rude letters to the people running the opera house being like, you need to change your bassoon player. Yeah. Because <laughs> they suck. Get them out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, that's very good. Um, this, I'm going to out myself real quick right here. Apart from Wicked, did Schwartz do Children of Eden or is that someone else? I think he did. I think that's correct. But aside from those two, I'm having trouble recalling quickly another Stephen Schwartz musical. Um, I'm going to look it up right now because that's what the internet is for. Same. Uh, I, th I feel like I'm going to be like, yeah, that one's a little, ooh. Godspell, God Pippin, Pippin, Wicked. Oh my God. Uh, and lyrics, some lyrics for Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Prince of Egypt, and Enchanted. I mean, it's probably wicked still. I mean, I mean it, I'll tell you what, it's not. It's not Pippin. <laughs> there, <laughs> yeah. is, there is a song in Pippin that is that I like. It's called Corner of the Sky. And the yeah. rest of them I couldn't name for you. I, I feel similar. I've never, I haven't seen Children of Eden, but I feel like I remember liking some of the it music. It didn't come up. Yeah. Um, I did Children of Eden as a child of Eden. Um, and I think a lot of the music in there is really, really cool. 
it feels a little bit like he is ramping up to do Wicked. Yeah. Like, like there are lessons learned in Children of Eden in terms of... Because Children of Eden, plot-wise, is pretty sprawling. <laughs> like... Yeah. Um, in that it is multiple books of... <laughs> it's like Genesis, and then it's... When do Cain and Abel show up? I don't know anything about anything. Are they... Cain, in, Cain, Cain and Abel is still um, first the... First Testament, Old yeah, Testament. Primo, yes. Primo Testament. Testament yeah, one. <laughs> Testament <laughs> one. Um, sorry, I was scanning a Wikipedia. Um, if you've never listened to Children of Eden, I think it is it is worth your time. There is there is some really cool stuff in there. Especially if you like Wicked, this might also be your uh this might be your shit. I but mean it's, it's it's wicked. It's gotta be I wicked. will also say that this the the song When You Believe from Prince of Egypt is so it's good. great. Is he lyrics or is he music on that too? Does it matter? It's a great song either way. I think he's music. He won an Academy Award for it. Um, uh, yeah, that song is so good. And can we even believe that we got Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, Houston to sing a song together? I mean, wow. we're, we're so, so lucky. We're so lucky. Um, and who's an, and what was like the next category? Golden, golden era? Golden, golden age, age. Yeah. So Rogers and Hammerstein, Tim Pan Alley, it's probably anything Cole up Porter. until like what Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma, and before. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Or if you can extend, it might be a little bit. Mine's probably West Side Story, but if it's only before. Yeah, well, that's Sondheim again, at least part. But only lyrics, only, only lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I, would I mean, guys and dolls. Probably Sound of Music. Ooh, Sound of Music is great. Uh. I also have a soft spot for Oliver because I was in it as a child. Sure. Yeah, I mean, come on, that, the most obvious casting in the world. <laughs> it remains to be the most obvious casting. Uh, yeah, I think I think mine is maybe the one I just said that I now can't remember. Guys and dolls. Yeah, I think it's probably guys. And guys dolls. and dolls, we're just a bunch of crazy guys, guys and dolls. And dolls and some which is guys and some so, dolls. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like, there's some really beautiful music from those older musicals, but they, uh, they also are. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but there's way. an old musical that basically no one knows about because it's not a stage musical. It's just a movie musical with Danny Kaye, and it's called The Court Jester. Yeah. And it is it basically like a wacky, not Robin Hood. Ro Wacky's the wrong word. It's a, it is a... It is a Robin Hood can't make it. We need you to go be Robin Hood real quick. Mm -hmm. Musical. I mean, Danny Kaye is just a, was an incredible performer. Our listeners would probably know him from White Christmas more than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, check it out. He's got a great tongue twister moment in that. Yes. The vessel with the poison. The pellet with the poison. The vessel with the, with the pestle. The dragon with the flag. The dragon has the brew that is true. That is true. No, no, no. The vessel, the chalice with the palace has the pill with the poison. They wrote um, the chalice from the palace. This is good. <laughs> um, ooh. Would you rather have, this comes from Sheepy McGoaters on Instagram. Would you rather have belly button lint or toe hairs burst into song randomly? That's an easy one for me. <laughs> belly button lint, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much easier to deal with. Can you imagine after ripping out your toe hairs every time you wanted to stop that? <laughs> also, what do you? What's easier to muffle if you needed to? Yeah, that's true. Touch, what do you mean? Clamping down on my feet, <laughs> like I'm in PE. 
Um, thank you for the question. Thank you for the question. What's your favorite type of duck? And if you could be a duck, what type would you be? Now, this is sort of opening up my mind that there are multiple types of ducks. So hello, internet types thank- of duck. From... Uh, I love a, oh, here's what I, I mean, I'll tell you a couple ducks that I know I love. I love a classic cartoon yellow duck. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love a duck gonna umbrella. Say, I had I'm a duck say, umbrella for a long time. I'm going to say Mighty Duck for me is coming in hot. I was a giant Mighty Ducks fan in first and second grade. My treehouse was painted in the original duck colors of purple and dark green before they changed to, or- to orange and black. Sure. Uh, and I listen, used to have many duck hats for the Mighty Ducks. I mean, it's so hard to choose, right? Because we all love a canvas back. We all love a marble <laughs> duck. We all love an, a labio duck. And sure. the fulvous whistling duck, of course. I mean, Come the on. black-bellied whistling duck. The spotted whistling here. duck. The wandering. I mean, I'm picking it right now. It's the wandering whistling duck. Yeah, that's you. the bard of all ducks. The, the bard of ducks. Yeah, I like a duck. You know, a duckling is so freaking cute. Hard to beat. So hard to beat a baby duck. There were baby ducks in like my brother's elementary school class one year and they had great names. No, baby chicks. They were baby chicks. I'm so sorry. Their names were Peep and Repeep. That's extremely good. It's extremely good. Peep and Repeep. I like the duck on Friends when Joey and Chandler had a duck. (laughs) That was so bizarre. <laughs> Sitcoms are so bizarre. I have I've seen maybe two episodes of Friends in my entire life. Wow. Another one, another classic. You know what I do sort of want to do a full watch of right now is Golden Girls. Yeah, you would like it. I'm sure I would. I mean, every, I haven't done a full watch, but how much have you seen? Very little. It's honestly pretty funny. All right, uh, so you a I'm final gonna, question gonna, or do gonna, you have I'm just going to blast through a couple. Great. Um, I'm just a little bee on Instagram asked, do you do live shows? I mean, once our pal Omi leaves. Yeah, we do. We'll be back out there in these streets, as they say. In That's your right. Streets. Um, you can buy a video of watching one of these said live shows. Live uh, shows are very fun. Uh, quick, first, first answer. Favorite type of cheese? Favorite type of cheese? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Oh gosh. Oh my god, it's really got you. Yeah. Uh uh. Oh man, like a really good cheddar? Yeah, sure. Great. Great answer. For, what what's your about? favorite type of cheese? Mozzarella. No problem. Okay. A mozzarella. Well, I wish I from Jack <sighs> Kukazawa. Hope I got your last name right, Jack. Uh okay, we have two final questions. Zach, what's the first C D or um, CD or piece of music you remember buying. And that is from Twitter from Mark McGuire. Wow. Thanks, Mark McGuire. <laughs> glad, glad, <laughs> glad to know you're a listener. Uh, that's an easy one for me. I have a very strong memory of buying The Sign by Ace of Base. Now, I really? cannot imagine that this was happening when this album had just been released. Because I think it's like 1993, 94. I wish when I would have been six <laughs> or seven. So there's no way. I'm probably coming at it like five years late, and I can't imagine why I would know that. I know I was less than 12, though, when I bought it. I was under 12 because I remember the house I was in, and we moved when I was 12. So I feel like I choreographed dances to most of the tracks on I Saw the Sign by Ace of Bass. My sister and her friends did a, a dance to I Saw the Sign for the talent show, and we, my 
mom like took them to uh, a dance studio to get it choreographed. And there's a video that is mainly taken for the purposes of them remembering the choreography after the dance class. Can I hazard a guess that you're in this video somewhere? That's a great guess. (laughs) In matching shirt and uh, plaid shorts from Bum Athletic, I am just like awkwardly at the edge of frame in the background trying to do the dance at the same time. Sisters. Oh my gosh, with just a mop of hair, just trying to do. That's a great. That's a great album. Everyone jump on Spotify and stream Ace of Bases the Sign. It's Um, really great. I think mine might be the Goofy movie soundtrack. I mean, we're big fans of that particular. I got myself a notion. And after today. Oh yeah. We always looked for after today, which is the which is like. By the way, I like. Excellent musical theater opening yes. piece. Yeah. And just like this, did the Goofy movie come out in theaters? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say straight to, to VHS, but it was not. No, it came out in theaters, but it didn't do much. I remember going to see it uh, with with some pals. What do you mean it didn't do much? Didn't do like put up big, didn't put up it didn't big put numbers? It did big numbers. <laughs> it did not put up big numbers. And I think it was like after the like giant run of Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, or it was like yeah, just wedged in there. It was just I like, mean, there was this, for those of you that are interested in the musical theater nerdery of it, there is a, there is a period of time in which Broadway gets very bad. The reason for that is that all of the incredible composers have all gone off to write Disney movies. And that's when we get like Beauty and the Beast, Alan Little Menken Mermaid. and Howard Ashman, yep. um, who wrote Little Shop of Horrors, but then also wrote Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. And um, then Unfortunately, Howard Ashman passed away, but Alan Menken continued to write sure other did. musicals. But it's we saw him, right? Alan Menken, yeah, we got yeah. we performed um, at uh, the Kennedy Center as part of like a F- Kennedy Center festival where the big act was Alan Menken. That's right, and was boy great. was he! Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. L- last question. Last question. Oh, I, th- I thought I you were ready to say it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I, I got it. I got it. We chose. I got it. I got it. I got yeah, it. I got yeah. it. Wait, whole. I just want to find. There we go. Okay, from Andrew Jefferson on Facebook. Which of you would win a Game of Thrones? That's so interesting. Zach. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like what it says about me, but I do think it's true. I mean, the question has to become like, how do you play the Game of Thrones, right? When you play, you lose. I just yeah. think that, um, you know, the chaos is a ladder that you could climb. And I'd be like, how about I just am over here away from the chaos? Right. I think that neither one of us seeks the Iron Throne. Correct. I think Let that's me be the, clear. the that's the big Let first me- mistake that all of these people are making. It's like, what are you doing? Let me be clear. It's not, you're no Cersei, you know, no. you're, you're not hungering for that game of Thrones. It's just, and, and neither of us has incredible little finger energy. No. I would say we're not that conniving, but I do think we're capable. Like, I don't think we're Eddard Stark season one getting totally blindsided spoilers for season one of game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, actually that's all I'll say. I don't, I don't think we're that. No, I mean, I mean, the person I sort of would love to see myself in the most, I guess, is like Arya, but not really. I'm more like, um, I mean, in the musical of Game of Thrones, that that's is who, who I would cast. That's as. who I would play. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm a little bit more Rob Stark. 
I'm a little bit more like there's a way to do things and we will do them nobly. Oops, I'm dead. Yeah, like, <laughs> Rob, but Rob Stark is like like King of the North, and then we're done. Just like give me my lands yeah, back. I just want to be King of the North, and it's great. And yeah, a wedding. I'd love to go to one. Sounds sure. fun. Oops, oops, <laughs> like, I'm dead. Yeah. I think that would be that would be my my zone. Whereas I think for me, I am Nymeria, the big wolf <laughs> that is Arya's wolf, who runs away and ends up being wolf lord of all the littler wolves. Let's be clear. Zack is mostly a wolf. <laughs> yeah. In the Game of Thrones, you play or you wolf. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it would be very fun to be like a, a Tyrion. Wait, did I say that right? Some of this information is now feeling like it's not in my brain anymore. About what? Tyrion is uh, The details of, that's what I thought. Yes. Like sometimes, but I, I, he's... I, that's not my vibe either, but um, I well, aligned with him a lot. He's the closest one personality wise, I think, to us. Yeah. He's, he's got- funny and an alcoholic. <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> we're, we're not alcoholics. But he's like, there's not a lot of funny characters in Game of no. Thrones. And like, not to toot our own horn, but like, if we're not funny, like, can you like, who, what are, what do we do? Next, <laughs> like if we woke up tomorrow and we had no comic sensibility, timing, I don't know what I, I don't know how I would survive. Correct. And I guess in that sense, that's what Tyrion, he's getting by on like wit and cleverness. And I think that's why we would align us because we're similarly getting by on wit and cleverness. Right. Who also, by the way, knows how stupid it is to seek the Iron Throne. Correct. So, you know. This is a podcast where we mostly talked about the book of Boba Fett <laughs> and Game of Thrones. But uh, I suspect there's some crossover. No, of course there is. And also, like, I don't think people just want to hear us talk about doing like we've we did a we did a Q&A before. If you're really interested in like the sort of nuts and bolts of how we do musical stuff, um, find the episode called Switched Off Book where we straight up break down a full episode of how we do this. Is that outside the paywall? I don't know, but here's um, a fun announcement. Uh, In the coming months and times, a lot of that stuff is going to be even more available to even to people who aren't in Off Book Clubhouse. That's true. We will have more details to come. TBD. We Um, also did another Q&A episode back in August when we were working on baking it that we answered some other types of questions too. Yes. And I think there were a lot of- A couple more. So if we were drawing away from musical questions right now, that is why, just for some variety. Variety. Also, I had to just talk about how Boba Fett was boring. I I mean, honestly, you and I so rarely get to talk about stuff that isn't work related. Yeah. It's always work stuff. But I love talking more about Boba Fett. You uh, threw shade, not shade. You were like, why are you watching all these? (laughs) So the, uh, the room in which I watch things in, has a lot of windows and is therefore very bright. Yes. And I will occasionally watch, you know, prestige, very expensive television in the middle of the day. Yeah, that when, was mind-blowing to me. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's the time you got. What show was that? Was that me? I think it was like WandaVision and sometimes uh, Loki. And I was like, you're wasting a Loki in the day? Like, <laughs> how is your TV? It's probably all like washed out light and weird. And can I, can I tell you, I love my mother-in-law dearly. But every time I go to her house, I sort of rag on her for having the world's oldest television. Uh, and it's like <laughs> that's such a good a, safe rag for a son-in-law. It's such a, it's such a low priority, but like. 
to the point where like the rogue, one of the Rokus won't connect to it. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, no, it's, you know, and it's, it's, it serves them very well. It's great. Yeah. But we had an episode of some show. What were we watching? Oh, Wheel of Time, which I also really liked. And there was a new Wheel of Time while we, I was back there for uh, the holidays. And I told Nicole, I was like, we have to wait. I can't watch. I can't watch Wheel of Time on the little TV. There you go. We're gonna wait. I mean, that people fall all over on this, but like, uh, like Morgan can sense when a light setting is off on someone's TV, and he's like, "Can't you tell it's like smoothing this out?" And I'm like, "Oh, I oh, can't motion, really motion smoothing." Yeah, like some of those I'm more sensitive to than others. Like some of the motion smoothing I can see immediately, and some of it, like, oh, they're on like sports mode instead of cinema mode or mm -hmm. um this is like an old take but like i don't know that we needed cameras to be so good that we can see the inside of everyone's pores at all times i agree and it as someone who has to occasionally do self-tapes i'm just like yeah please don't make me have to look at my face in that high of a definition i turn it down the new iphones have like they have like four they have like hd and then they have 4k filming myself. You don't get to see me in 4K. You're not my wife. Come to, <laughs> come to, come to my house if you want to see me in 4K. I'm sorry. Jesus. You're not my wife. You don't get to see me in 4K. <laughs> Amazing. I don't no, trust you that much. It's so true. And also when we watch like stuff that wasn't shot that way, but on a new TV where it's like, Ugh, we weren't like lighting people <laughs> for that. <laughs> and it's just like, it's not their fault. They just look like humans, but now we can see every single part of their face. And it's just like, well, now I I don't need to be so in the reality of these, of these it's, nose hairs. It's also so crazy how much cameras were like, does, and I'm sure you know this, but maybe our listeners don't, were like absolutely designed to color balance for white people only. And yes. it wasn't until like way too late that cameras were like, um, you're making all of these people of color look wild because they're only light balancing for white Is people. Is it the camera themselves or the light settings that they, that it's both. It's like the physical way that the camera was designed to capt capture like spectrum, like, they did not put the work in on. Uh, it, it was just they didn't have the, the 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 definition necessary for like browns and darker colors in a way that I think not just the light but like the physical camera. Cameras were racist for a bit. I think we have figured them out <laughs> now. That's crazy. I definitely knew that lights were never set up to properly uh, support anything other than I will light this white person, Irish. white balance to this white person. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, yeah. Well, this has been Off Book, the Improvised Musical Podcast Q&A <laughs> with Zach and Jess. Can you believe we, it? All this music. We so enjoyed talking with you. We so enjoy... Thank you so um, much for your questions. Thank you, Sean Matthew Leary, for putting them together for us. Yeah, thank um, you all for listening and for your support. We've had a lot of new listeners find us lately, and that's so exciting. I hope you enjoy digging into the large, large backlog that exists. And as I said earlier, more of it will be available for you soon. Jess, anything else? I don't think so. Um, yeah, uh, look out for that live show. Carl Tart and Drew Tarver, Dynasty Typewriter. And as we say at the end of every episode of Off Book. If your name is Bubba Fett. <laughs> this show, I've got some regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four. 
Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.